Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat, it's time to review WrestleMania 39 Night 2. Thanks for checking us out. My name is Dave Taylor, host of Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat, a, a podcast that comes from a couple of radio stations in Virginia. As we take a deep dive into wrestling, uh, 106.9 The Fox and FM 99 here in the uh, Norfolk, Virginia Beach area. Uh, is where we're based out of, but uh, hey, we, we stream all over the world. And you can find us, ESPR, under the media tab, under the station's websites. 1069thefox.com and fm99.com. And simply find us under the media tab. And uh, tonight we're going to review WrestleMania 39 Night 2. Also, uh, some big wrestling news involving a merger with WWE and UFC, and also we lost a, a legendary uh, WWE Hall of Famer, and we'll talk about him uh, towards the end of the show. Yeah, I think, thanks for checking us out, ESPR. Uh, you can find us on the social media, Facebook and Twitter, ESPR99, and then on many different podcast apps to search ESPR Wrestling, Spotify, TuneIn, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Again, just search ESPR Wrestling, and we will uh, pop up. More likely on your app and uh, give us a review, subscribe, do all those cool things. And thanks for checking us out. And uh, it's kind of cool because I'm looking over the place today and we pop up quite, quite a lot of different websites. If you want to listen to Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. Many uh, interviews. Uh, recently, Magnum TA was on the show. We've had Seth Rollins on the show, Drew McIntyre, Big E. We've had Wardlow. We had Eddie Kingston. Just to name a few. Quite a few. Actually, uh, in fact, the Miz, a two-time guest of Eat Sleep Podcast, repeat. Again, thanks for checking this out. Now, here we go. Uh, review of night number two of WrestleMania. Uh, another pretty well, other than, like, I think one bad cut. Like, just a phenomenal production event. Uh, the video packages they put together, man, are just fantastic. And, uh, you know, Kevin Hart opens the show, and... Uh, and there we go. First match of the night, uh, Brock Lesnar taking out Omos. Of course, MVP was there. And uh, you know this was going to be the first match because, uh, you know, Brock wants to go home. <laughs> you know, this was this was an entertaining match. I mean, you knew what you were going to get with this match, and it wasn't going to be much. But uh, you had Omos making Brock Lesnar look small, you know, just throwing him around, doing some body slams and stuff. That was uh, kind of interesting to see. And then eventually, you know, Brock uh, gets some uh, German suplexes on him, does get him up for the F5 and pencil Moss. I mean, it was going to be a spectacle. And think about this. I mean, this was Brock's choosing because, uh, you know, had it gone the other way and he was going to fight Bray Wyatt, we probably would have gotten that match because uh, Bray was not on the card. We were going to get him and Bobby Lashley. Now, obviously, that didn't happen. So we get uh, we do get Brock. Defeating Omos in a, in a fine opener, like we know, like I said, it was not going to be a five star match, but it was entertaining. It, it just went under five minutes, which for some might have been, seemed long for a Brock match, but uh, yeah, it was what it was. Uh, next match was your uh, women's WrestleMania showcase, the Fatal Four Way Tag Team, and uh, what is it with uh, the both showcase matches? Both teams that came out last won the match, so I, uh, you know, somebody's got to pay attention there. Uh, you had. Uh, so Chelsea Green and Sonny Deville. You had Italian Shotzi. I no no. I, I was hoping the tank would go all the way down to the ring. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez, Liv Morgan, and Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Ronda had uh, elbow in issues. She got injured at a house show, 
So, which is why you didn't really see much of her during the match, except for at the end when she uh, tapped out Shotzi. Uh, you, you had a couple of fun spots in this. I mean, it was nothing like the men's match, uh, you know, not not to compare, but it's going to be tough to uh, to overcome that. And it was what it was. And, uh, you know, the right team won that match with uh, Ronda and Shayna Baszler, and uh, they can now go after Becky and Lita. Once uh, Ronda gets to 100%. Uh, next match, uh, possibly maybe match of the night. Triple threat for the Intercontinental Championship. Holy cow, we knew these guys were going to beat the heck out of each other. And that's what they did. Uh, he had Gunther defending his Intercontinental Championship against Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. And these guys went all at it and just uh, beat the heck out of each other. Uh, some crazy spots with just bumps and bumps. And I'm sure they're sore today. With uh, Sheamus just uh, doing the uh, the beats on uh, on Drew McIntyre was like thirty of them. That was just uh, crazy. And then uh, just the the big ending with Gunther, you know, power bombing those guys, and you know Drew McIntyre, uh, you know, eating the uh, the pinfall here, which I guess you know moves Gunther past uh, these two guys because he's already beaten Sheamus a couple of times in some pretty good matches. But this was great and a good showcase for Gunther. The right guy won again. And you got a guy, you know, and this is something different. I don't know if it's the Triple H era or just where they wanted to go, but, uh, you know, but we're in the era of long reigns. You know, I mean, like other than like Charlotte, who won at the, like the end of last year, everybody else's title reigns were well over 100 days, or in some cases, you know, Gunther's at 200 days. I got a feeling he's going to be Honky Talk's record. Just so we can get past that. You know, I mean, no offense to the hockey talk, man. Like, I know people like him, um, you know, and they like that era. That was the year I, I grew up in. But uh, his matches were never really that good. <laughs> they just weren't. Go watch WrestleMania 4. Him and Beefcake, terrible match. Probably one of the worst Intercontinental matches in the history of WrestleMania. This one, one of the best, if not the best, Intercontinental t- Championship match at WrestleMania. And congrats to Gunther, first big WrestleMania appearance. And the dude was uh, phenomenal. And hats off to Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Great uh, chemistry between all three. And a banger of a match. There you go. Uh, next match for the uh, Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Bianca Belair defending her title against Asuka. And, um, you know, Bianca uh, set history because she's the first woman to defend a title th- uh, or, or win a title match three years in a row at Mania defeating, you know, Sasha Banks. Uh, last year beating Becky. Now beating Asuka. You know, the only thing with with Bianca can go in the ring. It's outside of that where something just seems to be missing, and I don't know what it is. And uh, but she can go in the ring. Had a great intro with with the girls there, and then uh, and her and Oscar had a pretty good match. Uh, they may have stole the show, but it's toss up between this and the Intercontinental Title match uh, for me. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to question the decision, but Oscar has not won a match at Mania. Yeah, she's lost to Charlotte. She's uh, she lost to Rhea Ripley. Uh, she lost a tag match and against uh, Alexa Bliss and uh, Nikki Cross a few years ago. Yeah, she's not one at Mania, and uh, you know it, it. That's that just seems to be wrong. But um, you, you know, obviously they got big plans for Bianca Belair. She's a superstar. Oscar's at a different point in her career, but it'd just be nice to get a Mania win for her. But, you know, but like, it's like the same thing like Sheamus winning the Intercontinental title. It's one title he hasn't had. Maybe it's just not going to happen. Although I got a feeling maybe he wins it after Gunther breaks the record, but he won't be the guy beating Gunther. 
That'll be somebody else. But uh, Bianca and Asuka had some uh, good spots. The one thing I didn't like about this match was there were some similarities to this uh, spot here where um, where the ref almost got bumped. And then Asuka, you know, tried to, like this happened in the women's match with Charlotte and Rhea where there's almost a bump and then everything else. So uh, there was almost a bump. And then Asuka uh, sprayed the mist, completely missed. I don't know if anybody picked up on that. And then Bianca, you know, KOD on Asuka, and that was it. And Bianca retains. But entertaining match. And, uh, you know, they worked hard. Very physical match. Hats off to both ladies. And, uh, you know, congrats as uh, Bianca has now uh, been a champion for more than a year. So the next segment was going to be a filler segment, kind of like it was in night one. You know, come down match, a bathroom break, if you will. And, uh, you know, Snoop Dogg and The Miz were in the ring. And, uh, you know, so it's like, hey, uh, another match kind of thing. And Shane McMahon comes out. Here comes the money. Here comes Shane McMahon. And uh, Shane on The Miz going to have a match. Uh, Shane leapfrogs, comes down, and uh, tears a quad. Goes down. First couldn't figure out what was going on. I thought he landed awkwardly, and then he, I guess, tried to get back up. And that was it. So refs check up on him. And you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, here's a WrestleMania moment they didn't want. And Snoop Dogg, man, saves the day, comes in the ring, punches the Miz. And then uh, Miz gets up, punches him again. You know, they get they get uh, Shane McMahon out of the ring. And Snoop Dogg does, uh, does the people's elbow, you know, and, and it was entertaining. It's what's supposed to be Dave Meltzer. You don't have to trash it. And, uh, and then he pins the Miz, and he's your winner. Of the match, an improvised moment that everybody's been praising backstage, uh, Triple H, everything else. And, yes, uh, Shane McMahon has a torn quad. He had to get helped all the way back uh, backstage. And, um, you know, what, what What a strange moment that just uh, turned out to be. It could have been a lot worse. And, uh, you know, I guess, you know, is that it for Shane? You know, it's, it's weird because, you know, of course, his dad, you know, tore his quads at the Rumble many years ago with uh, Cena Batista, the, the last couple of guys in the ring. And. You know, they both go over. They weren't, uh, you know, planning on that. And then he came down to restart the match and gets into the ring and tears his quad. So there you go. Bobby Lashley made an appearance during this night, by the way. Uh, he showed off his Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Trophy. And I thought maybe that was going to be a setup to something. But not the case. But he did show off the trophy. And, uh, you know, congrats to him. But, uh, yeah, no appearance. Of course, he was supposed to have a match. He wouldn't have won the Battle Royal had that been the case. But, uh, yeah, congrats. You know, it does give Bobby something. But uh, no LA Knight appearance at this Mania. Thought we were going to get something. Next match, Hell in the Cell match. Edge uh, taking on the Demon Finn Balor. And the Edge uh, did his own brood theme and had some cool ring care. Of course, uh, Finn Balor was dressed as the Demon. And uh, this match uh, was probably going to go longer. There's a spot where Edge throws a ladder. And uh, Finn blocked some of it, but some of it also was blocked by his head. And he had a pretty good gash, which uh, he shared on uh, social media. A long gash on top of his head. So they briefly stopped the match to check up on him. And he could see the blood in the ring from this. I mean, it it looked vicious. It even sounded vicious. And uh, they did their spots, and they got through the match. So congrats to Finn for getting through the match. But congrats to Edge for winning the match. And I don't know if the right guy won here. Uh, I don't know how much edge has left, but like, you know, the demons now lost two matches in a row. And, uh, you know, 
Finn is the guy that needs to win here. Uh, you know, he's not uh, looked strong against Edge in this feud here. And, um, you know, I don't know what Edge has left in the tank, but I don't think it, it did Finn any favors on it. But it was a very brutal match, again, I think because uh, some of the spots, you know, they got in their spots, but they had to change the pacing of it and everything else. So the match went about like 18 minutes, but again, Edge wins. Hall of Famers get introduced. And, uh, you know, it's cool to see him there and the segments and everything that happened from Friday night. And, you know, of course, Rey Mysterio and Stacey Keebler and, you know, Tim White, Great Muda, and Andy Kaufman all going into the Hall of Fame. So uh, con- congrats to them. And, uh, you know, the, the format works for them because you're not, you don't have to duck, tw- you know, 12 guys every year. And, uh, you know, now, now they just do it and kind of helps them save wrestlers uh, throughout the year for headliners. So, but anyways, congrats to Ray. Well-deserved induction. Uh, main event time. And, uh, yeah, Cody Rhodes do his entrance and uh, give the belt to uh, John Huber's son. Uh, pretty emotional moment there at ringside. And then there's all these piano players uh, playing before Roman Reigns comes out. Uh, pretty kind of pretty cool intro. And then Roman comes to the ring, and here we are. And what a match we get to one of the best main events we've had. In many, many years. And I will say this. When Cody, before the match started, walked over and kissed his wife and gave away the belt, I thought, like, well, if he's doing that now, does that mean he's not winning because he's doing that? But it's like, they're going to have Cody win this match. Maybe he's just doing it because he's dropping off the belt to John Huber's son. Uh, but, you know, all this other stuff going on. You know, his mom's there and his sister there. No, no, Dustin. Uh, but uh, everybody else is there, and they're like, okay, well, make me That means he's not going to celebrate in the ring with them. Unless maybe they weren't going to celebrate in the ring. You know, think of like Daniel Bryant's moment where, you know, the one Bella sister couldn't come out there. So match goes on their way, physical match, and, uh, you know, there's a lot that uh, goes on. You know, a lot, a lot of close calls in this match. Uh, you know, you, you had a moment where Cody, you know, it's crossroads. He's oh, this is going to be it, and you know, Roman kicks out and Cody kicking down some moves and some close calls. Uh, of course, uh, you know, towards the end of the match, you know, which by the way, you know, with even though without the ref bump, uh, you know, somebody going through a table, I, I guess that's allowed. I, I thought usually like, you know, that's a DQ or it's, uh, you know, it's done on the spot where, I don't know, I guess it happens enough, but for some reason I was expecting a, a ref bump there. Of course we got it later. Um, with that, but you had uh, you know Cody go for crossroads a couple of times, gets to the first time, getting ready to go to second, getting ready for the third, and then Paul Heyman comes up on the apron. I th- it looked kind of weird because I'm like, what's he doing up there? You know, because Sola Sokola was out earlier, and he kept interfering every time Cody got out of the ring or whatever else and got sent to the back. You know, the Usos came out during the rough bump, and then Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn came out and saved the day, and that happened. You know, so nobody at ringside, it's just – Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, Chris Paul Heyman's there. But Paul Heyman gets up on the apron, distracts the ref. Roman goes to the corner. Sola Sokoa with the uh, Samoan spike on the Cody Rhodes. And then Roman hits the spear. And there's a count. And there's a one, it's a two, and a three, and it's over. And I couldn't believe it. I don't know what I said. I don't think I can repeat it here. Uh, But I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, they really did this. They kept it title on Roman and, you know, and a lot of people upset social media 
Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm going to cancel my subscription. Yeah, they get that every year. Uh, you're not canceling Peacock because uh, you got too much other cool stuff on there. But um, this shocking outcome, I mean, I, I, I think everybody predicted that Cody was going to win. Maybe it was too predictable. You know, there's more story to tell with the bloodline. I mean, that's just going to dissolve it one night. It's going to take time. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe maybe the Rock's going to be at SummerSlam. So, you know, it makes sense for Roman to have the title then. You got to sell tickets. Uh, you know, maybe it's Solo Sokoa that's going to take the belt off of Roman Reigns. Or maybe it's main event Jey Uso. There's a lot there. There's a lot to digest. And, uh, you know, I, and I'm fine with it, you know, because you think of it in some ways. You know, Stephanie be going to let a guy who spent, you know, years there, left, went to AEW, come in and, and win everything in the first year. He'll get he'll get his title. And he's just not going to get it now. You know, it's not like Cody's retiring in a couple of years. You know, at some point, you know, Roman will lose the title. Something will happen. That or, you know, they're going to split the titles or whatever else. And there's been a lot of rumors about that, that, uh, you know, Raw's going to get their own belt. You know, does Cody win that? Does that feel the same? We'll see how that goes. Who is going to be the guy? That beats Roman Reigns. But a fantastic match. A fantastic night. Night one was better than night two. It doesn't mean night two was bad because you had the other kind of title match. You had the Raw Women's Championship match. You had the main event. Three solid matches. Uh, just uh, fantastic wrestling all around, man. One of the best manias. Uh, Production-wise, absolutely. The set looked fantastic. Their best set. They've had and uh, just a, a great, uh, great show all around. And uh, I mean, I, you know, I'd say go watch a, a lot of it. You know, not much to skip, uh, but uh, you know, I mean, it's mania. So you, you see a lot. You see, you know, some people and getting the WrestleMania moments or trying to create some moments. Everything else, you know, Cal Rodriguez throwing people around. You know, future stars of the business. Gunther's first WrestleMania, super impressive and. We see what we get, you know? I mean, next year is 40 in Philly. Roman Reigns probably still champion. <laughs> Plus, you know, he's got to get to 1,000 days. You know, are you going to cut him off, you know, 80 days before he gets to 1,000? You know, I mean, it's one of the longest reigns of all time. And what's wrong with that? You know, I mean, it's uh, but, but Bruno, uh, Pedro, uh, Bob, Bob Backlund, and Hogan. Those are your uh, four guys that had longer reigns. That's it. That's amazing, by the way. Just, just that uh, you know, in this day and age, that we would get somebody that would be champion for all those days, you know, because he used to like go like hotcakes, you know. It seemed like ah, you know, in the Vince Russo era, whoever else, it's just like, yeah, this guy's gonna be champion for this long or that long. So yeah, next up on the list. You got uh, Pedro Morales at uh, 1027, 1027. So uh, Reigns will uh, pass that eventually. Then you got um, Bruno, his second reign at uh, 1,237 days. So likely, um, you know, if, if uh, Roman's still your champion after SummerSlam, he'll pass that. Bob Bachlin at 1470. And then Hogan at 1474. So 365 days from now uh, with Mania, that's going to be pretty gosh darn close. That's a lot of days. So we'll see how this goes with uh, Roman's uh, current reign, which, again, is uh, fast approaching 1,000 days. That is crazy. Yeah, so uh, there you go. 
That's your WrestleMania. Uh, you know, I'll I'll get another nine out of uh, you know, out of out of a ten scale. Just you know, just it's, it's a fantastic show. A great show. By the way, Roman Reigns would have to be a champion through next year's WrestleMania and then some to pass Hulk Hogan because he's at what nine thirty nine right now. So we'll see how that goes. So that's not the only wrestling stories that happened over the weekend. Let's look at what else happened. And uh, you had the uh, big story, uh, some stuff coming over uh, yesterday and then the official today. As you saw Vince McMahon with a mustache on CNBC. Uh, and, and I love the uh, memes that came out of this because some people were saying that Vince McMahon looked like a, uh, you know, like uh, with like the villain, or like from Rocky and Bullwinkle with the mustache. Uh, but uh, UFC, WWE merging. Yeah, it was officially announced today that in Denver, is going to uh, future endeavors. Uh, they're going to acquire WWE with the idea of merging WWE with the UFC, and they're going to form a new publicly traded combat sports company. And Vince McMahon uh, put out a press release that said the is the best outcome for our shareholders and other stakeholders because they're going to get some money on this. And uh, there's a message that uh, Vince McMahon sent out to employees today because yeah, you know maybe down the road there'll be some changes, but uh, here we are right now. He says I'm excited to announce. The WWE has entered into a partnership with Endeavor, Endeavor to uh, create a one-of-a-kind company that will bring together two global sports and entertainment powerhouses, WWE and UFC. The historic alliance of these two formidable institutions has the potential to unlock vast growth opportunities for both organizations and generate an optimal outcome for employees, shareholders, fans, and other stakeholders. We are huge admirers of the work Endeavor has done to grow the UFC brand, and they'll be a perfect partner to help supercharge our growth at WWE. Now, if you're wondering what's going to happen to certain people, Vince McMahon under a two-year deal, so he's going to be with them at least uh, for two years. And I guess we'll see. You know, it won't be official till later on this year. You know, once everything's done, the papers are signed and whatever else. And then, you know, somebody comes into the last second and says, ah, I've signed this. But uh, there you go. Yeah, there was a long interview uh, today on CNBC with Vince McMahon on, uh, talking about the merger and everything else. Well, by the way, why did it end up between uh, in Denver and not uh, another company? Well, Vince McMahon said one source described knowing the shorthand of the other that was very much the devil you know is that there's a great understanding of what each side and each personality breeze at the table as opposed to starting off scratch with a new entity that might not understand what the WWE product brings to the table, why and how it works, and that Emmanuel and Endeavor, there's no fear of someone coming in to try to reshape the wheel. So there you go. So they got a buyer and a big merger, and we'll see what we get down the road and how much this changes things. And, uh, you know, this just seems to be like the right deal. I mean, we heard some other stories about some other – companies that maybe we're going to buy it and you know there's rumors and stuff and uh you know if you're a UFC fan uh, I guess it's a uh, win-win here and the guy who runs Endeavor uh, Ari Emanuel and Vince McMahon have uh, known each other for like 22 years so obviously uh that's a big part of it so we'll uh, we'll see well by the way WWE you know made a lot of money over WrestleMania weekend, a ton. 
of money. And you're like, well, they had 80,000 people both nights. And that that is uh, just insane. So there's stories that are out there, you know, but uh, about Snoop Dogg's involvement and everything else. In fact, on their Facebook page, I posted the story about uh, Snoop Dogg getting in there. But, uh, yeah, it's it's just crazy how much money was uh, generated over the weekend. You know, everybody's like, AEW is going to take over WWE. Uh, if you can have a weekend where you generate $21.6 million, then we could talk. That breaks the previous record by 27%. And sponsorship revenue was more than $21 million as well. That's uh, double the previous record. So the gate of $21 million. And then you have the sponsorship revenue of $21 million. Merchandise sales over uh, 20% from previous years. And, you know, the sponsorship, and we saw it with the Cinnamon Toast Crunch thing, uh, you know, with... Uh, with was it the Rey Mysterio match? Of course, you had TurboTax sponsoring the main events of both nights. And then the commercials during the show. That's what you get when you're on the streaming network. That's crazy. Then all the celebrities, everything else. Again, you got a link to that story up on our website. One of, uh, you can find on our Facebook page, ESPR99. And read more into that and more into the uh, purchase, the merger of a WWE and a UFC. Now, some sad news to note. Uh, we found out uh, a couple hours ago that uh, Bushwhacker Butch passed away at the age of 78. Uh, apparently, he was living in New Zealand. He went to the United States you know, for WrestleMania weekend and became ill and uh, was uh, rushed to a hospital in L.A. And uh, Luke Williams, uh, his longtime uh, partner in the Sheep Herders and the Bushwhackers, announced today uh, on Instagram that Luke passed away. Here's here's what he wrote. He's, uh, Luke wrote this. says, late last night, I lost my friend, brother, and tag team partner of over 50 years with the passing of Bob Butch Miller. My heart goes out to his wife, Helen, his lovely daughters, Sharon and Kristen, and all of his grandchildren. From the early 1970s, when we were young mates wrestling for John De Silva in New Zealand, my first impression of Bob the Chess Miller, as he was called in those days, was that he was a first-class redneck in what bloody redneck he was, but he was also an all-around good guy and a good friend. By the time we reached our mid-20s, we found ourselves traveling the world together from New Zealand to Australia to Malaysia, Singapore, and Japan before invading the North American territories in Canada and the United States as these sheep herders. And they did a lot of that in the NWA days, uh, even going to uh, Stampede Wrestling as well. And they were known for a vicious style. They were hardcore before it had a term. And then, you know, he says, 1988, we were in our 40s and still at the top of our game when we got a call from the offices in Connecticut with an offer to join the largest and fastest growing wrestling promotion in the world, the WWF slash E, the Bushwhackers were born. Yeah, hey, call them the Comedy Act. All you want, people. You know what? You know, hey, past the prime of their career and able to make money and everything else. He says, as the Bushwhackers, we appeared in the largest venues in the world in front the biggest crowds professional wrestling has ever seen, and we are eventually honored by our fans and peers with our inclusion in the WWE Hall of Fame in 2015 and the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2020, which, by the way, and it's on the network, our Peacock. Uh, you can go watch the Hall of Fame ceremony for 2015. They had one of the best introductions. One of my favorite speeches ever. And, uh, you know, uh, Butch, you know, for many years, of course, he had that record at the Royal Rumble that was broken by Santino 
for quickest elimination. It's <laughs> still one of the funniest ones today, just the way it came in and came out. So uh, Luke continues. He says, uh, we did it all, we saw it all, and we accomplished it all together. This past weekend in Los Angeles, Bob Loon from New Zealand to join me for WrestleMania weekend and the related festivities, neither of us knowing it would be our last day together and his last days of life. If you were to read the story about my life, it would say that I'm an only child, but it would be wrong. In life, I had a brother, and his name was Bob Miller. I love you, Bob. Until I see you again. Whoa, yeah. They have to do the hand movements with that. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the bushwhackers, the uh, sheep herders. And we can find some uh, early stuff on YouTube. Okay, a, a very violent tag team, a hardcore style, and then they became a comedy act as, as the bushwhackers. But, you know, it worked out for them. You know, I mean, were you going to take him seriously? No. I mean, you know, uh, it would have been interesting if they did a heel turn in the 90s. I was always hoping that would happen, just to have a dark side of them. But, uh, you know, Vince loved them as faces. You know, they, they were good ambassadors for WWF in that era and stuff. And, yeah, they were a comedy act. But, you know, it's always fun to watch. I mean, uh, you know, it was a different style, you know, just with the, uh, you know, the, the head licking and the head rubbing. Everything else and uh, the arms going up and down. Everything else. And, uh, you know, the big WrestleMania 5 match against uh, the Rougeau brothers. And, of course, you know, the uh, the Rumble appearances. Uh, in WrestleMania 6, they didn't wrestle, but they were involved in a segment uh, with the Rhythm Blues, Honky Talk Man and Greg the Hammer Valentine uh, that started that feud. WrestleMania 7, they're involved in the skit. In the discussion about instant replay, WrestleMania 8, they were a part of the warm-up match, the dark match, if you will, taking on the Beverly Brothers, where they won that one. They had some feuds against the Beverly Brothers and, you know, never won gold, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, they didn't get beat much on TV. You didn't see it too often. Uh, but, uh, you know, they had a match against Demolition, which was uh, pretty, you know, physical, just given those styles and stuff. But, uh, man. Yeah, Bushwhacker Luke said it best about uh, what he wrote about Butch, man, and just uh, said some great things about Butch. And definitely messy WWE Hall of Famer and uh, rest in peace, uh, Bob Butch Miller. And we're going to give you a 10-bell salute. That's this episode of Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat. Uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, you know we'll, we'll see the uh, the Raw after Mania. Uh, what goes on? It's always you know the big fired up crowds and everything else. And are they going to be uh, mad at Roman? And uh, you know are, are they going to still love Cody? You know, hey, they still love Sammy. Sammy had a a, a great night at WrestleMania and got the headline that. So we'll see how that goes and. Get a new episode up in a couple of days. Thanks for checking us out again. Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat ESPR. You can search us on the web, ESPR Wrestling, and you can find us uh, many different podcast apps. So wherever you listen to podcasts like you're doing right now, ESPR Wrestling, you can search that. Uh, subscribe so you get notifications when we post new episodes. 
Uh, let's see, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, SoundCloud, some of the places you can find us. On the web, 1069thefox.com, fm99.com, under the media tab and social media, ESPR99 on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for joining us. And as always, make sure you eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Have a good night, everybody.